In the silvery moonlight that bathes every town, the people lie dreaming, so safe and so sound. They're warm in their beds, snuggled up in their sheets. But four years before, they were out in the streets. Now it's as if they don't know what's at stake. All except one girl, wide-eyed and awake. Little Susie is too worried to sleep. She can't figure out why her family's so passive. It's like they don't know that Romney and his Veep will remake the country in ways that are drastic. She read his platform and it scared her to death. She's got to do something while there's still time left. I was little the last time, but I still remember. My whole family was out working together. We canvassed and phone banked with passion and pluck. It matters more this time, but their eyes are shut. Mom, Dad, the election's coming up soon. We're tired right now, hon. Go back to your room. Sorry, my friend, but there's no time to snore. An out-of-touch millionaire's just declared war. On schools, the environment, unions, fair pay. We're all on our own if Romney has his way. And he's against safety nets. If you fall, it's tough luck. So I strongly suggest that you wake the f*** up. In 08, my brother was on the front lines. But now he says he just cannot find the time. This election's about our whole future. It's like you don't even care, man. What? You believe in civil rights? Well, Mitt Romney's no fan. He's okay with voter suppression, wants gay marriage banned. He stood against the Dream Act, and he isn't worried about the poor. If we don't do something right now, this is who we're asking for. I hate to break it to you, sis, but all politicians are the same. They're all the same? Big Brother, please. Obama sent SEALs to Bin Laden's place. Romney sent jobs overseas. How about that student loan overhaul? It's gonna save you thousands of bucks. Mitt will cut that shit in a second. My dude, wake the f up. Oh my god. It's Facebook official. Hey, what are you doing? Before the last election, you girls held bake sales for Obama. With Mitt in office, get ready for drama. A vote for Romney is a vote to let Planned Parenthood get cut. Listen to your little sister. Wake the f up. I know you're Facebooking, but wow. Stop Get out there and sell some cakes and cookies. Now. <laughs> 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 Grandma, Grandpa, can we talk? Not now, sweetie. Can it wait? Hell no, it can't wait. Your lives will be affected. Romney and Ryan will gut Medicare if they're elected. Ask the fact checkers. Those two are fact duckers. What do you want us to do? Say hell no, motherfuckers. We've come a long way, but there's still more to do. And we need you all back in the fight till it's through. Of course, you're so busy and finding times rough, but you can sleep when you're dead. Right now... Wake the f*** up! I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's gonna have to make a stand. One day... Somebody's gonna have to say enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. So I don't care what the unemployment rate's gonna be. 
doesn't matter to me. My campaign doesn't hinge on unemployment rates and growth rates. How am I supposed to explain to my child that two men are getting married? I don't know. If you're shitty kid, you fucking tell him. Why is that anyone else's problem? Two guys are in love, but they can't get married because you don't want to talk to your ugly child for fucking five minutes? Are you serious? It's so fucking stupid, isn't it? The God of the Old Testament is arguably the most unpleasant character in all fiction. Jealous and proud of it. A petty, unjust, unforgiving control freak. A vindictive, bloodthirsty ethnic cleanser. A misogynistic, homophobic, racist, infanticidal, genocidal, filicidal, pestilential, megalomaniacal, sadomasochistic, capriciously malevolent bully. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. Heaven is just to live a lie. And if you believe it, you're an idiot. It's not even hilarious. It's hilarious. Hilarious. But really, for Obama to lose now, yeah. he would have to be seen on camera. There'd have to be a YouTube video of him, like, fucking a baby <laughs> with, I don't know, someone else's dick. You know what the okay? sad, saddest thing about that whole statement is if you hadn't have said it, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> okay, right? That's that's fucking creepy. So w- what brought that up <laughs> was um, earlier today. Um, there's um, we saw a picture of Obama fucking a baby. <laughs> Don't worry, it's not on YouTube though. <laughs> With Joe Biden's dick, uh, and it just did not shut up. There's um, an up- updated electoral map, and it shows that Obama is leading in all battleground states. So at this point, they're predicting he's going to have 347 electoral votes to. Uh, that's funny. It says Obama, Democrat, 347. Then it says Republican, <laughs> R, 191. <laughs> a player as like, yet named. It's like Romney doesn't even get to get his name on the electoral map. <sighs> That's just so funny. Oh. This will be great because you know on election night they'll have Mondale going, <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> I am no longer the kicked ass of Republican history. <sighs> I don't I don't I don't see any possible way that he can win. I mean, let me let me get the let me get some of the shit up. This is here great, Chris, cuz you and I actually have a chance to maybe tie <laughs> with Romney. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we won't beat Obama, but we might actually beat Romney. Ah. <clears throat> uh, well, let's see. I got the Obama Sam Jackson thing, and if all went well, I'd start at the show with that. Uh, have you heard that? I read it. Okay. It's okay. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where, I mean, it's sort of like a like a Morgan Freeman thing. You actually get to hear it said. What's that John Stewart thing? What does it say? Oh, he says, I'm not going to censor myself to comfort your ignorance. Oh, okay. I like that. That's a good That's a good quote. So let's just go you to You know the... who I wish would say that? Every teacher in America. Yeah. Who <laughs> should, start, should start with that. Yeah. That would be good. Uh, let's see. We'll get to the Pope later. That's a neat looking guitar. Uh, this bishop says, um, voting democratic puts your soul at risk for going to hell. Oh, let's start with the, the number one news story from right after I posted the fucking show. Mitt Romney wants airplane <laughs> windows to roll down, apparently. And this is old news. So we'll do this real quick. <laughs> this is, this is, <laughs> I'm going to try and read this as boring I, as he would say. Really? It. This is. Are we sure this is not an Onion article? No, no. I really. 
It's from uh, the L.A. Times. Oh, my God. And other places. When you have a fire in an aircraft and there's no place to go, exactly, there's no... And and you can't find any oxygen from outside the aircraft to get in the aircraft because the windows don't open. I don't know why they don't do that. It's a real problem. So it's very dangerous. There's more to the quote. But regardless, he does not understand about cabin pressurization, which means he's never watched Airplane or Airport 77 or Lost or any number of disasters that have happened in real life. Yeah. Was he not programmed with these past life memories? Do of... the windows on his private jet open? Um, that is a very good question. Uh, I think he's a little confused, though, with, um, see, the whole dog thing, the whole window. Maybe he wants, maybe he's learned his lesson with putting a dog on top of vehicles, <laughs> and he wants his dog to be able to hang his head out an airplane oh, window. On the side of the window, right? Okay, on the side of the plane. Yeah. That makes sense. Stick okay. its head out, stick its head out, wag its face. The, Romney said, uh, was it, who said this? It's just, um, it's just every, every week there's just one more dumb thing. Yeah, there really is. Let me, oh, come on. What the, f- close that window. Thank God that channel was muted. <laughs> um, those guys, commercials on your website, <laughs> sons of bitches. So there was a, a gaffe, um, not really a gaffe, it was just, it was, it was, um, who said it? Paul Ryan. He had a Bush moment. <laughs> it, and I equate this to the uh, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, can't get fooled again. He said... Um, <laughs> fool me seven times. Well, why are you trying to fool me? Why are you fooling me? He said, well, you're a big man now? Fooling me seven times? <laughs> Paul Ryan said, give a man a fish, he eats for a day. Oh, the, the quote is, give a man a fish, he, he eats for a day. Teach a man a fish, he eats for life. Um, he said... There's a whole big quote, so I'll read the whole quote, but okay. it's the end part that's the, the kicker. The only thing that limits you is your God-given talent and your own effort. Okay. All right. I, I'll agree to that. Um, we need to have that dynamic economy return. You do that by drawing the economy and giving people a hand up, not a hand out. Teach a man how to fish. He can feed himself for life. Don't simply feed fish. What? Teach a man how to fish, he can feed himself for life. Uh-huh. Don't simply feed fish. Okay, okay. You, I, I get it. I, I kind of get what he was saying. For I get it, it too. Don't just feed people fish. Yeah. Basically, okay, that's what he was saying. But, but that's not that's not that's the, not what he said. That's not the quote. No. That's that's he, yeah. Poor bastard. Yeah. That's when he should just go, look, can we just get a do-over here? Yeah, like from uh, September of last year. <laughs> What a dope. I didn't know they had audio of this. Oh. Let's see what we got here. There are 7 billion strangers in the world. Okay. So there's an ad on that oh, that uh, I'm going to mute and it won't be on the thing there. So we'll have to. Uh, this okay. was not one of the very best. It was mediocre at best. Well, nobody knows we what it was for. That's okay. The disastrous <laughs> impact Republican policies have on people who are already struggling. Today, Paul Ryan came face to face with one of those people. At a campaign event, a woman on public assistance asked Ryan how he'd help people like her. 
I make $316 every two weeks. I'm wondering what you're prepared to do to end welfare as a hand up and not a hand out. I can't get off welfare with what I'm making. Right. This is a woman in need, a woman who's struggling. She says she can't afford to get off welfare. Just listen to the end of Ryan's response to her question. The only thing that limits you is your God-given talent and your own effort. We need to have that dynamic economy returned. You do that by growing the economy and getting people a hand up, not a hand out. Teach a man how to fish. He can feed himself for a life. Don't simply feed fish. What? (laughs) Don't feed fish? What does that even mean? And the only limit is your talent and effort? We've heard this from Herman Cain, remember? If you're not rich, blame yourself. The truth is, instead of offering solutions to help the poor, Republicans want to gut the safety net. We have nearly two-thirds of Ryan's budget cuts come from low-income programs, things like Medicaid, food stamps, and Pell Grants. But his running mate thinks there's plenty of cash to give tax cuts to the rich. Romney's tax plan would raise taxes on low-income Americans. It would raise taxes on the middle class, but would give a big old tax break to millionaires. Mr. Ryan, I'm all for teaching man to fish, but you're giving the catch of the day to the wealthy and throwing everyone else overboard. Platitudes, slogans, all of that is nice. But telling a man to tighten up his belt when he's already been stripped down to his underwear, what could be inspirational becomes insensitive and downright insulting. Let's have a program for all Americans, not just those at the top, not just those that have already succeeded, but those that really believe in this country and just wants a chance to get on their feet and participate and make a livelihood for their family, like the lady you met today. Thanks for watching. I'm Al Shopped. You're welcome. Do you know what, actually, I was really waiting for him to say? Huh? Mr. Ryan, go fuck yourself. I was waiting. <laughs> I swear to God, he, he, he sounds like he's in church still sometimes, and I was oh, yeah. waiting for off-camera, off-mic, somebody like, to go, hallelujah. Like that, that, uh, that character that <laughs> Cal plays on Saturday night, you know? <laughs> Fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yourself. Ah, <laughs> uh, I like this one. It's uh it, the the title of the article is Money Boo Hoo, right? Like Honey Boo Boo, yeah. which kill it with. Have fire. you seen any of that show? I've seen pictures. O M motherfucking G. I've watched like three or four episodes Why? of that. Why? Why? Because I mean, not. You know what it is? I think you're going to go against everything you've ever said on this show now. Because it is literally, I mean, I won't go, oh, it's on, you know, because literally it'll be like, I'll be hanging out with Olivia. Okay. She goes like, oh, dad, this is hilarious. You have to see this. And we watch and we literally sit there and I wish like a podcast does this justice because we sit there with our faces like this. That is a stunned, stunned, speechless, like. And she's like, Dad, really? I'm like, I know, honey. It's just, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like, it is literally like watching a a a train wreck. You, it's 
terrifying. So when she doesn't want to do her homework, do you call her Honey Boo Boo? I would never call any of my children. I would rather call her a selfish little bitch than to call her Honey Boo Boo because I think that's more offensive. Since you've seen the show and I refuse to watch it, what the fuck? Like... Do, do, do you know what it is? No, do, do you know what I it is? don't. It's have you ever like you know how like sometimes when you go into Walmart like around here you go into Walmart uh-huh. and it's like a, like a fucking portal into another. You know weird what it was? Place? There were there were WalMarts in New Hampshire like like ten miles outside of the biggest bigger cities. Yeah, that's here. It's like oh okay. No, I go into Walmart here, and it, and it's sort of like going into Walmart and seeing a family arguing. Okay, because they're horrible, horrible, horrible. But you can't, <laughs> you, you, you you sort of turn your child's head away, but you're still watching. Like, no, 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 you shouldn't see this. I'm going to see this for you. <laughs> it's terrible. And the father on the show, yeah, every time they take a shot of the dad. He's every time he's quiet, not saying anything. You know, he's the look on his face is like, "Please kill me." Yeah, Please. he's wishing for some sort of brain aneurysm how, or a stray bullet or a rogue bolt of lightning. <laughs> Something. <laughs> if there was a god there, that show wouldn't be on oh, TV. Mo- oh, holy shit! How, how? Where did it come from? How did these people this gain national attention? Seven-year-old fucking boo-boo bitch she was uh they sort of plucked her out of those toddlers and tiaras and trans oh, show or whatever okay. it is okay and it's totally exploitive you know how much they get paid per episode for, for like the family sixty thousand dollars or something four grand for a show yeah which where they're living and whatnot they're like deep eh. south the one of the episodes i saw was the redneck olympics okay Okay. What was okay. that? How many black beans you could they shit were, out after you had a taco? They were bobbing for pig's feet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Um, there was the mud pit belly flop contest. Uh huh. Uh huh. They were, oh, just to sort of cool off because it was hotter than hell. Uh-huh. There were a whole bunch of people in a little pond that had signs that said, if you go in this pond, you're going to get like E. coli poisoning. You okay. will die. And they're just in there, and, and huh. like Boo Boo's sisters want to go in, and the mother's just like, "No, no, no, you ain't gonna go in there." Oh, Mama, come on out! Everybody's gonna die. What? So, um, aside from that, what kind of events did they have at the Redneck Olympics? That was it. They had, <laughs> they had the, the, um, oh, there was a fucking eating thing. What was it? There was the, no, was there an eating thing? There was, there was the pig's feet thing like bobbing for pig's feet there was the um what state does this take place in they're in georgia i believe oh okay it's just terrible 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 and it's on the learning channel right am i correct in assuming that the learning channel is jack yeah they've taken a sharp left turn Hmm. so oh it is just it's 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 (laughs) sort of like you should you should see it yeah. only to say okay I've I've seen it I, much in the same way that like someone says you should I don't know I know I know it's it's um it, it's it's like when I opened up the container of sour cream and I sniffed it and I thought <laughs> oh sour cream really shouldn't smell like a rotten pumpkin 
Right. Ellen, smell, smell this. this. This is disgusting. That's, that's what it's smell like. Right? Yes. Ex- okay. That's exactly it. But you All know right. what? I'll tell you. After seeing this, okay? Yeah. After seeing this show, you will want to put your face in a vat of gone bad sour cream just to sort of reset your senses, huh. okay? And maybe, just maybe, the horror of that sour cream will wipe your memory free of watching this horrible well, show. Well, I'm curious. Has the Learning Channel changed how they spell the the name of the channel? Is it's it now T H apostrophe L E E R N I N channel? I know, right? So, yeah, it's it's C-H-A-N-A-L, terrible. C H A N A L channel. Yeah, it's terrible. I don't get it. I don't understand the uh, when we were in uh, Jersey, um, the, the the fucking uh, syphilis and gonorrhea show was on uh-huh. uh, Jersey Shore. Snooky and Jay Wiles. Oh, okay, spinoff, whatever, whatever. Runoff, I think is probably <laughs> a better word. <laughs> yeah. Something leaked out of the anus of the Jersey Shore show, and we got that one. No, something leaked out of the anus of Jersey, and that was the Jersey Shore. So there are parts of New Jersey watched, that are beautiful. What you watched, what say. you watched, was what leaked out of what leaked out of the anus. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I don't understand the appeal of that. I really don't. I don't. I don't. Well, you know what it is like. Like the whole Honey Boo Boo thing. Watching it is. It's purely voyeuristic. Hey, I am, no matter what kind of shit stain my life might be, I am I am so much more evolved than these people. I don't need to watch that, though. No. I, to you, to you know don't. that, I right. don't. I, I have Facebook for that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Bazinga. Not the people in All our right. group. Not the people Chris in our group. Chris just lost 15, maybe 30. Oh, no, Facebook but there's a lot of people out there that will agree that Facebook actually makes you feel really smart and kind of like an asshole at the same time. I don't. Anyway. I, I didn't watch Palin's show. I can't watch those tattoo competition shows. Well, I, I do because it's fucking fascinating that people let them do that to their yeah. skin um i i i can't yeah there has to be some I, kind I of i can't this the closest thing to a reality show that i will like make time for mm. is like i don't know jeopardy yeah <laughs> but reality yeah. show i just i can't do it i'll watch because you know what it is it's all bullshit anyways. This stuff is like, so fucking orchestrated. It pisses me off because networks put them on because they're cheap to make. Right. Okay? Right. And they create this fake fucking fame. It's such bullshit. Yeah. Elizabeth Hasselbeck. That's all I have to Who say. the fuck is that? She's on The View. She was a, a reality show person? Yeah, she came in like fifth on Survivor or something. She asked Obama a question. He was on the show with, with Michelle. And I swear to God, Michelle's face looked like, I'm going to smack a bitch if she keeps this crap up. Oh, really? But uh, she asked this question about how do you reconcile your policies with the the slow job growth and the fact that and it was all bullshit, like talking points that she came up with. And he right. very politely sat there and listened to her question and then turned to Barbara Walters and said, happy birthday, Barbara. Really? totally ignored her question. Wow. Yeah. She's an ass. Yeah. Uh, but I'll watch Face Off because it's it requires a level of talent 
yeah. to be in the show. You, you'd not just, you, I mean, you, you figured out that you can close your mouth when you breathe. Welcome to, you know, whatever. I, I can't, I can't do it. There has to be some redeeming quality to it. Like, uh, um, like extreme makeover the weight loss one. It's like that person's actually doing something and they're bettering their life. What the fuck is Honey Boo Boo doing? Aside from making the Republican Party look bad, so I have a modicum uh, of respect for their ratings. Really, the guy just because his white the what the mother in this thing is like Jabba the Hutt would go, hey, you need to <laughs> cut back a bit. All right, so All let's right. uh Romney Boo Boo. Yeah, money boo hoo. Romney blames Obama for his flailing campaign. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mitt Romney told the press that his campaign is failing because of Obama. <laughs> Sorry. It's all my opponent's fault that I'm losing. <laughs> this is bullshit. Well, well, yeah. He's doing nothing to help me. Romney's failing has nothing to do with his Libya debacle or his 47% comments in his mind. Rather, it's Obama's fault for running inaccurate ads and fooling people about Romney's beliefs. I haven't seen a single, I almost said Muslim, Mormon ad <laughs> about Romney yet. Um, Obama is the reason he is failing in the polls and why he can't campaign as much as he should. It's all Obama's fault for, quote, trying to fool people into thinking that I think things I don't. Wow. That I think things, period. I don't. Speaking to reporters on his private plane. <laughs> <laughs> With the windows open, <laughs> papers flying everywhere. Quote, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Romney blamed his relatively languid campaign schedule. Five public events in the past seven days. That should at least be opposite seven and five days, yeah. I would think. Compared with 11 fundraisers. Oh, well, there you go. On the president's decision to opt out of the federal campaign finance system four years ago and criticized Mr. Obama for, he said, trying to fool people into thinking that I think things I don't. Well, that just repeated the whole thing over again. <laughs> what is Obama misrepresenting? Is that, is that a real word? Misrepresenting? Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, with Palin out there, you never know. Yeah, I know. Romney claims that Obama is misrepresenting his position on the auto industry. Well, no, we have audio of that. Abortion, we have audio on that. Mm -hmm. And his tax plan, we have that written down. Apparently, Mitt Romney thinks he was for the auto bailout, as he told Michigan after he wrote the op-ed titled, Let Detroit Go Bankrupt. <laughs> Romney claims I think you're misunderstanding <laughs> what I meant by bankrupt. That means go to the bank and get an eruption of money. Yeah. Romney claims it must have been a, an autocorrect. Right. Romney claims that Obama <laughs> autocorrect <laughs> misrepresents. Oh, hi, I see what I did there. Yeah. I'm more clever than I thought. Nah, you know. No. <laughs> um, that Obama misrepresents his position on abortion because he has said, that's in quotes, that he believes in exceptions for rape, incest, and the life of the mother. The problem is that he also said he supported the Planned Parenthood, the, the, oh, sorry, the Personhood Amendment that specifically does not provide any exceptions. <laughs> Fascinating. I'm okay with exceptions, except where I don't believe in exceptions. <laughs> also, as pointed out by the Obama campaign, the Republican Party platform does not make exceptions for rape, incest, or the life of the mother. The only person who brought national attention to this issue is Republican Todd Akin, 
courtesy of his legitimate rape comments that highlighted the Human Life Amendment in line with the Personhood Amendment in the Republican Party platform. As for Romney's tax plan, he hasn't been specific regarding what loopholes and deductions he would get rid of. Probably ones that would only benefit him. Right. Um, let's see. But independent analysts have determined that the only way his budget works is if he raises taxes on the middle class and the poor. It is fair to say it is fair to say this when he won't tell us the detail. Oh, sorry. Is it fair to say this when he won't tell us the details? Yeah. I, I say yes. Perhaps the more pertinent question is if it is fair for Romney to withhold the details of his tax policy while running, running for president. Both of those are good, legitimate points. Most definitely. Uh, Romney claimed repeatedly that he's being misrepresented. I think that the president's campaign has focused its advertising in many cases on very inaccurate portrayals of my position. They've been very aggressive in their attacks, both on a personal basis and on a policy basis. Um, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. You can't sit there and say, oh, they're making fun of me. Because, um, yeah, no one has brought up his record for uh, his tenure as governor of Massachusetts. Because wasn't he off um, doing other shit like campaigning and yeah. running the Olympics and shit? Yeah. He wasn't here to govern. He didn't do it. Well, he did the health care thing. Great. So he got one thing done. Right. Which he kind of, you know. Now he doesn't. Now exactly, he wishes he never he did. totally backs off on. Yeah. I don't know. It's, this is, this is a joke. It's a. I can't believe. just have them get the, have the election tomorrow. I can't believe they're. Get it over The with. Republicans are actually failing this bad. And um, speaking to your point that you had brought up before, um. What's his face there? Clinton. Bill Clinton. Yeah. Um, is hinting that that uh, Hillary may run in 2016. You. I think she should. And I'm going to be honest. I can't at this point right now, I can't see anyone the Republicans could run against Hillary. No. She would, she would wipe the floor. Unless she had some horrendous gaffe. Right. Like fucking a baby. Right. With someone else's dick. That would, yeah. Well, that, there's strap-ons, so they, well, that's possible, yeah. but... Well, someone else's design. It depends really how many wishes she has. That's true. So, here's a story that uh, you will laugh at as I read the title. New Zealand man gets eels stuck up his butt. <laughs> <laughs> this is from two or three days after I posted the last show. Oh, that's awesome. An unnamed... And probably he's very happy about that. New Zealand man showed up at an emergency room in Auckland City Hospital. Wouldn't it be funny, though, if he's really unnamed? (laughs) Yeah, that's his name. (laughs) Yeah, he just has no name. (laughs) Uh, Showed up at an emergency room in Auckland City Hospital, New Zealand, within the last week with an eel stuck in his butt. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's awesome. Just so matter of fact. Uh, The eel was about the size of a decent sprig of asparagus. And the incident is the talk of the place, a hospital source told the New Zealand Herald. When the paper confirmed that the incident took place, the source also mentioned that this was the first time an eel had been found up someone's bottom, even though finding objects in that crevice isn't uncommon. Doctors reportedly successfully removed the fish, and the man was later released. Hospital officials did not confirm what type of eel made its way to the unusual location. I would say the type of eel is unlucky. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, no further comment will be made out of respect for the patient's right to privacy. Matt Rogers, spokesman for Auckland District Health Board, told the New Zealand newspaper. It was Mel Gibson. <laughs> Who are we kidding? Oh. And the second comment is, I seen him on Fox News. I think he's running for president. <laughs> uh Sort of change. And then the next comment is I'm sorry, but everybody knows that Kiwi ass eels are not allowed to run for president in the United States. <laughs> they generally prefer to be lobbyists anyway. Although I got to tell you, Kiwi ass eels yeah. is an awesome name for a band. It really is. I would learn to play guitar just to name my band <laughs> Ki- Kiwi ass eels. Ah. Uh. I'm going to put that on Facebook right now. Where can I get tickets to see Kiwi ass eels? <laughs> oh, boy. So why don't we do a break here? We'll be right back. Yeah. 
Totally fucked up their job, right? Which one? The one here in Massachusetts. Um, didn't follow proper procedures. Contaminated thousands of test results. And oh uh, yeah, and dude now went to jail or something like that. They uh, they arrested the person today uh, or yesterday. I can't remember. Um, but it says here as many as thirty four thousand people might be released from prison because one chemist working at the state drug lab in the Department of Public Health had, quote, her own set of rules and operated within those. And those oh, are, no, the, those talking, are the governor's uh, words. No, there was a guy a few months ago who had, like, worked in some lab or some shit. This oh, seems to be someone different. This is a woman? Yeah. Oh, okay, this is something different. I didn't know about this. Uh, during her nine-year tenure, the chemist <laughs> Annie Dukin Mishandled drug samples by altering <laughs> the weight of the drugs, not calibrating machines correctly and manipulating samples so that they would <laughs> test as drugs when they were not. Oh, that's awesome. The scandal, one of the biggest criminal justice scandals in the Commonwealth's history, should mark the beginning of the end for our state's drug war. And it goes on to talk about the drug war. But my question is, and it's something that I didn't see brought up in the article or in the comments because there are no comments. Um <laughs> 34,000 people could be released from jail. Great. That's just going to add to the jobless rules. That's exactly what I was going to say. There's 34,000 people that are felons that were falsely accused that would then have to convince employers that they were falsely accused, but they still serve time in jail. What the hell's going to happen? They're better off. They're better off staying in jail. They've got housing. They've got three meals a day. I know, I know. But fine. But, Sometimes but, you get a little kiwi ass seal going on. But we know we know what happened when the state said, uh, let's not fund Danvers State anymore. Have fun. And they let everybody yeah, but go. These guys aren't, you know They just let them out. Head cases. No. No, they're not. They're just criminals. Well a lot just guys who like to get high. So what's gonna happen? I mean Dorito sales are gonna skyrocket. <laughs> But I mean, couldn't this be terrible for the for the economy of the oh, state? Yeah. I mean, Most I would definitely. really hope that there would be a plan in place that they would like hire a whole shitload of social workers. Oh no, to, no, no! Do, do you know who's going to get work? Do you know who's going to get work from this? Huh? Lawyers, because they're going to turn around, they're going to sue for wrongful imprisonment, and then our tax dollars instead of paying oh, so, their welfare. So these thirty four thousand people that are going to sue, and they're going to make a million dollars bankrupt the state. Most definitely, yeah. That's why that I always the, said it. Death penalty. That's, that's kill everyone. That's that was that was my <laughs> other thought was that if they do sue because of wrongful imprisonment, falsified evidence, and all that stuff. Yep, they will. Um, we're gonna have to move. Well, yeah, <laughs> like to anywhere, like to Honey Boo Boo's fucking neighborhood, because that would be more economically stable than any place around here. I I don't. I don't know how this could end well. No, it it can't. And I don't see anybody talking about it. They should just stay in jail. Just <laughs> seriously. I know. They should give them the option. In the long run, they would get shelter and housing and cable. I might know. go to jail. <laughs> seriously. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Well, let's see what else we got here. Let's go back up to the top. Uh, oh, our favorite Sith Lord, Pope Ratzenberger. Das Pope. Das Pope said that. Um, Wait, what's the thing? Pope decides. Pope decides. Not, you know, um. God didn't tell him. Pope decided that gay people aren't fully developed humans. Yeah. All right. Pope Benedict the Who Gives a Shit told French bishops recently that they must do everything they can to resist gay marriage as it threatens oh, come society. On. French bishops are otherwise. <laughs> they don't resist anything. <laughs> uh, going on to imply that gay people aren't fully developed humans. The Pope's comments were made during a September 21st speech at Kessel Gandolfo where Frodo brought the ring and it was on display for the public to see. Whereby he reportedly told his assembled religious brethren that, quote, the family is threatened in many places by a faulty conception of human nature. Some translations have him saying the word defective. So that means some of his priests aren't fully developed human beings. Yeah, the rest of them are pedophiles. The Pope went on to say (laughs) that he believes marriage and the family are institutions that must be promoted and defended from every possible misrepresentation of their true nature, since whatever is injurious to them is injurious to society itself. So religion is injurious to society. Mm -hmm. So we should defend against that. This apparently in direct reference to France's recently elected socialist government's plans to introduce and make law same-sex marriage. Given that French Prime Minister Minister Jean-Marc Ariel's parties control parliament, it seems likely this legislation will pass. That word just kind of slid out of Drunk. If only. The Pope attempting to answer the inevitable charge that the Vatican is on the wrong side of history, played the God's judgment card when he said that this view was, quote, not at all backward-looking, but prophetic. Again, a mistranslation. He meant pathetic. Pathetic, yes. Uh, Perhaps most startling of his remarks on gay marriage and secularization was his saying the church must, quote, promote those values that permit the full development of the human person. It's really raining out, huh? Yeah, it is. Huh. It hasn't rained in a long time, has it? Not like this. Uh, we can infer from this that the Pope has decided that all gay people, in fact, all people who don't adhere to the Vatican's interpretation of moral values are less than fully developed humans. I think it would just be great if the Pope came right out and said, they are not fabulous. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> if there was some way to fuck with the translation and said, wow, this is what he said. Yeah. Not yep. fabulous. Uh, let's see. As has become standard, the Pope also took time to lob a verbal grenade at the growing move towards secularism. He encouraged more outreach to the young in order to engage, see, really poor choice of words there, and called for a creative response to secularization. So, let me get this right. The German leader of the Catholic Church is looking for a final solution to secularism. Yeah. Just making sure. (sighs) <sighs> no, no, no. We have our ideas, and we will institute them. Camp. Camp is fun. It will be fun. It's, you go to camp, and you um, you take a train. Edu- nice. Education. You get education, and um, and then you know, at the end of a long day of camping, you, um, you take a shower. Mm-hmm. 
It's nice. Um, some of you learn to bake in really big ovens. <laughs> so it's, um, it's not so bad, <laughs> actually. It's not, I wish I could go, but I have to be here with the hat and the stuff. While many have condemned the Pope for his latest diatribe, one in a long line of attacks on gay people and progressive values as a whole, it has been pop megastar Lady Gaga who has perhaps been the most blunt. No, I'm pretty sure it's us that have been the most blunt <laughs> with fuck that guy. Uh, Gaga herself, a person with religious beliefs, said in a Sunday interview with Europe One that what the Pope thinks of being gay does not matter. It doesn't matter to the world. It matters to the people who like the Pope and follow the Pope. It's not a reflection of all Christians. It is not a reflection of all religious people. It's a point of view of one person. Okay. That's, um, that is not the most blunt. The most blunt is, hey, Ratzinger, shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's blunt. You're wrong. She was very uh, diplomatic. I'll, I'll give her in there. Uh, she ended that particular remark with an empowering message to her gay audience saying, and to all the gay people here, may you live and love each other until the end of time. And I hope you will have the human right to breed as an entirely equal, valuable and special member of society. You know, I, I, I appreciate the sentiment. I really do, but yeah. I still can't stand her. Yeah, that's fair enough. Let me finish the article here. Right. Cause I'm trying to do less tangents. Hey, I'm trying to um, trying to picture the Pope not wearing a T-shirt underneath his robes that says Nazi Pope. Mm. But whatever, go ahead. Well, it's tattooed. It's, the shirt it's, is tattooed. It's, no, no, the the saying is tramp stamped on him. Oh come on! <laughs> it's in German, so nobody can read it. No, it's all number code. <laughs> oh, so it's on his forearm. Exactly. <laughs> um. Let's see. Pope Benedict has previously called on other once strongly Catholic nations to rally and turn back the clock on marriage equality. In January, he received staunch criticism for saying that gay marriage threaten, threatens human dignity and the future of humanity itself. Look, marriage, gay or otherwise, poses a threat to human dignity. <laughs> so let's not make it all about the gays. Uh, they get the rainbows, so. Hmm. So. Not really sure what that was supposed to mean. I don't know what you're talking about. Last night, um, Ripley was kind of, um, she gets goofy and a little argumentative when she gets really tired. Yeah. And last night, for some reason, this is how the conversation went. She's laying in bed and I said, I told you to lay down under the blanket so mom can read. And she said, I told you while you were telling me. And I said, whoa, stop there. Don't you tell me what I told you while you were telling me what I was trying to tell you. And she came back with, well, I was telling you while you were telling me what I was telling you that I don't want to get under the blood. I'm like, wow. And she said, you want to keep going, old and, man? And Ellen was no help at all because she had the book up to her face laughing uncontrollably that's awesome because we were just going back and forth and, and ripley was keeping up that's awesome. i was impressed like i i started laughing and that's sometimes great. you just want to say get under the fucking blanket <laughs> eat the food <laughs> tonight i had the um the very very special privilege of bringing my 10 year old son and 
three of his friends to go see Hotel Transylvania. Oh, yeah? Now, there is nothing cooler than listening to 10-year-old boys tell jokes. Okay. Funny stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can't remember a one of them for my life, but <laughs> on the way home, and the movie was mediocre to me. It was, it was fine. You know, yeah. It's what it was. Um, it had a couple of laugh out loud moments. Right. I the girl, the, the Ripley is very excited. To see yeah. The, they'll dig it. They'll dig yeah. it. It's, it's the, the, it was fine. I know who it's And, and that, the boys loved so. it. You know, they thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, so, um, and there were fewer fart jokes well, and that's I thought good. it would be given that's that it's good. an Adam Sandler production. Yeah. So, um, good. So it's not like a normal Sandler. No, movie. no, it's it was better like, than that. So it was, it was um, better than that. It was a mediocre movie that was better than Adam yeah. Sandler movies. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a ringing endorsement, right, actually. Huh? <laughs> they won't put that on a fucking poster, though, will they? Actually, you you could if you put a bunch of dots in there, yeah. a bunch of ellipses. So Sorry, anyway, um but on the ride home, they're talking about superheroes and what would be like their favorite bands. So it was just like, okay, what would what would um, Iron Man's favorite band be? And I said, Iron Maiden. And they're like, oh, good. Well, what about Hulk? I'm like, Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> and at that one, they laughed their asses off. And then once the laughter died down, one of his friends goes, is is that a real band? Oh. Like, yeah, it is. Um so oh. then, what else? We said that um, we did Iron Man, Black Widow. Yeah, they thought it would be good to be Guns and Roses. I was thinking of that. Guns because she's thinking, got yeah, Guns and yeah. Roses because she's or, a woman. Yeah, or Joan Jett, but that's um, that's a more adult conversation. Yeah. Um, and then um, for um, what's his name, Hawkeye. Yeah, I thought this was the best one. This came from the eight-year-old in the group. He okay. goes, he goes. Guys, this is easy. And I'm like, well, what? He goes, Aerosmith. Oh, I'm like, yes, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It was. It was awesome, and it was just. It was just absolutely hilarious. This twenty-minute drive home from the theater. They were so. Did they get anybody for Captain America? Um, we couldn't think of anything. They go oh, something boring because he's such a. Someone said. <laughs> someone said because he's such a goody two shoes or something like that. So yeah, yeah, and um, who else? There was another. Oh, Thor. Yeah, <laughs> they go. Um, MC Hammer. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, yes. Oh. But they were really. It was. I mean, it was funny. That is. Yeah, that I is thought good. it was really funny. That's pretty funny. So, but we um, all know Iron Man's favorite band is Black Sabbath. Yeah. So. Well, um, we know that, right? But. Um, but that's uh, interesting. You could just keep moving that further out from, you know, like Venom's favorite band would be The Cure. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That'd be terrible. So, yeah, we couldn't think of one for Spider-Man, though, actually. Really? Yeah. I'll think about that for a yeah. second. So, but it, it was it was fun. We had a, we, we had a good time, and um, it was funny because they sat, like, we were up in the back, and there's, like, because we went to Methuen, and there was, like, this section of, like, you know, four seats where they sat, and then I was kind of like down because it's like this level thing. So I was over a bit, mm. and uh, I was just like, guys, you know how I feel about talking during movies. And the youngest one, Tyler, goes, yeah, 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 don't talk during the movies or Frank loses his mind. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> a totally accurate description. Oh, completely. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, no, we know. And Tyler's like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm serious. Oh, oh uh, okay. what? Um, I would imagine it would be uh, Spider-Man's favorite band would have to be Ziggy Stardust. Okay. The Spiders from Mars. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best I can yeah, do off the top bad. of my head. Even though it's David Bowie, technically. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that was um, that was fun. And it was really funny because we're drive we 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 go out and we're looking for my car. Yeah. All right. So I took the little Volkswagen. Now, like about two months ago, um, when I was working at the movie theater, I had forgotten because I had coffee and stuff. I had forgotten to put the car into park when I got out of the car, so I just turned the car off. Okay. Right. And I didn't put on like the emergency brake. Right, right. So about. Maybe an hour later, someone goes, hey, Frank, why is your car way over there? And it had rolled and sort of gone off. So now it's like in the middle of no man's land in this parking You're lot. You're lucky it didn't shoot off exactly. like, go through the fence into the highway. Well, no, because it just rolled, right? Okay, you yeah. know, I mean, I had the keys and stuff. I just hadn't put it in park. So, like, that happened. That was funny. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And every now and again, I'll forget to do that. Then I go back to the car and I'll go to turn it on. It won't turn on. I'm like, oh, asshole, put it back in the park and right, stuff right. like that. So, um, but tonight we're walking around the parking lot looking for the car. <laughs> and in my head, I'm yeah. thinking, did I remember? Because like we had candy and oh, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And it's very possible that I'd forgotten to put it in the park. And it just and, rolled and got and it, No, in my head, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. So in my head now, I'm walking around looking for the fucking car. And I'm like, no, guys, it's around here somewhere. And I'm in my head thinking, okay, so Julie's got the other kid. She'd have to come in the van. I'd have to find out where they towed my car. Because yeah. now in my head, yeah. that's exactly what happened. Do I go into the theater to find out where they towed my car? How does yeah. that all work? I'm looking around for any cars that might have dents in them because my car hit it. I mean, this is like where my head is. It's like you have a rogue shopping exactly. cart. Exactly. It's like, this is where, like, in my head, it's not that, oh, this is possible it happened. Right. In my head, this it's is done. what's happened. <laughs> yeah. All right? And it's that's a very long five minutes looking yeah. for the car with like you know four kids that you you know so I'm like fuck me and I'm just like nah it's cool and <laughs> and you know guys we'll find it we'll find it and finally we found it uh, and I was so fucking relieved I'm like yeah Max good job finding the car <laughs> and then I get in the first thing I do is I look at like the gear shift I'm like okay it's in park. but that was like Uh, in my head that is what happened yeah that's my fucking life Uh, my life's a sitcom shitty uh, sitcom anyway wow yeah i've had moments like that i think the car gets stolen or something because it's like one row over from where it is and i can't see it Every now and again, when I can't find my wallet around the house somewhere, oh, yeah. I think about where I've left it. Then yep. I think about, oh, someone's going to steal my identity. Then I'm like, ha, Knock fuck that. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Let's see if you do any better with it. <laughs> Let me know how uh, it works out. My favorite is when like oh, a bunch of like larger trucks will park around my car. Yeah. And then I can't find it at all. <laughs> Uh, That's what it was, I was like. I liked having a car that had the little whoop whoop thing. Oh yeah, because then you could find your car. You hit the panic button or something yep, like yep. that. Is there something wrong? No, I just can't find my car. <laughs> What's his latest story? All right, uh, let me yawn first. This is from the Liberals Untie. No, that unite. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tired. <laughs> uh, Bishop Paprocki, <laughs> voting Democrat, puts the soul at risk. Oh really? Oh. Uh, 
I think the 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 byline on this should say Catholic churches really want to pay tax now. The Roman Catholic Bishop of Springfield, Illinois, is claiming that he is quote not telling you which party or which candidates to vote for or against, while at the same time, as I go through puberty in the middle of that sentence, writing and saying that the Democratic Party has endorsed intrinsic evils, and as a result, anyone who votes for or backs Democratic candidates puts his or her eternal salvation at risk. Pretty sure that's not how God works. (laughs) In the Catholic Times, set to 1068... The uh, that's the year, not the hour. Obviously, the official newspaper and website of the Springfield Diocese, Bishop John Paprocki, <coughs> argues that Democrats are hostile to faith and attacks them for opposing the criminalization of abortion. And the way he says it is, and he ends every every little sentence with "oh," <laughs> and for endorsing gay rights. He goes on to say that those two planks demonstrate that Democrats, quote, explicitly endorse intrinsic evils. Oh, sorry. I'm all Andrew Dice Clay out right now. He also goes on to say that he has, quote, read the Republican Party platform and there is nothing in it that supports or promotes intrinsic evil or a serious sin. No, just the deadly sin of gluttony and greed. That's all. He concludes by writing. Again, I am not telling you which party or which candidates to vote for or against, but I am saying that you need to think and pray very carefully about your vote because a vote for a candidate who promotes actions or behaviors that are intrinsically evil and gravely sinful makes you morally complicit and places the eternal salvation of your own soul in serious jeopardy. I pray that God will give you the wisdom and guidance to make the morally right choices. May God give us this grace. Amen. Go fuck yourself. I tried to read that with a little bit of emotion and gravitas. How'd that work out? I don't know. You tell me. Nah, it's First time I tried. Pap Rocky. Um, it's funny because he says that... Um, he says uh, behaviors that are intrinsically evil and gravely sinful... Um, if you vote for them, but another word, you know, another word for vote would be support, right? You could you right. could see a, a oh, similar yeah. quality between the two. So if you support someone who promotes or conducts actions and behaviors that are intrinsically evil and gravely sinful, that makes you morally complicit and places the eternal salvation of your own soul in serious jeopardy. So stop going to church while they still fuck children. Yeah, there's an idea. Hmm. People can't. No, no, no. You have no idea. Hey, this is Bishop Tommy Paprocki. <laughs> you have no idea. Tommy. I'm Tommy. Tommy Jack, they call me. <laughs> Tommy Jack Paprocki. All right. So this is what I'm telling you. You don't know. You don't know nothing about the kid fucking. Because I got to tell you, there are a lot of sexy fucking kids coming to this church. All right? <laughs> it's their fault for you dressing You can't help sexy. it. They're so fucking sexy. Yeah, you heard it here from Bishop Tommy Jack. Now put your pants back on. That's uh that's Bishop TJ Pop Rocks. <laughs> Listen up here, we're gonna be down at the <laughs> What's shore. Funny is the picture of him. He's like the whitest old man ever. He really is. I can see I can see like his skull through his skin. <laughs> through his skull cap. And let's see. First and second 
uh, comments because you, you, everybody always reads a little bit of the comments, right? The hypocrisy of the Catholic Church is amazing, almost as good as Medicare Tea Party or screaming about socialized medicine. And you have a lot of gall judging the morality of others, considering all the kid fucking you have abetted and covered up. <laughs> oh! Good for you, Sean Lanny. Nice. Three words, tax these charlatans. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think churches should be taxed on a um on a case by case basis, and if he's a bishop in charge of a bunch of churches, then his whole quote unquote district should get yeah. taxed. Take care of the I'm whole. I'm sorry, because then he's just the district manager, like a subway. He is, he's the church staples. district manager. And they're pushing a shitty product. So <laughs> I hadn't seen that. That's actually really good. It's a, it's a take on the meme of the dude sitting at the computer and the sad wife behind him. And it's Obama and Michelle's kind of looking down and, and she says, babe, come to bed. He says, hold up. Romney's talking shit on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be, I would, I would, I would love it if I could get an over the shoulder shot of the president, like typing shit on his iPad, like uh, on yeah. Facebook, like on his own Facebook page. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So we have 39 days, 38 days, 37 days, depending on when people listen to this, yeah. until the election. Wow. That's, that came up fast. Yeah. Oh, and I just, this Elizabeth Warren bullshit. Yeah. Oh. Well, which part of it? Because <laughs> I bought one of her shirts. The whole, well, you heard about the whole fucking Native American thing. Yes. Just Scott Brown, shut the fuck up. Well, did you see all of his all of his supporters there? Is his not the supporters? I'm sorry, but the people that work for him. Yeah, we're doing the Indian call and the the tomahawk chop kind of thing. At, like, how is that not racist? Well, let's go to break, and I'm going to find the quote because I was disgusted with what the man said. So we'll be right back, uh, and I'm going to do a little research real quick.
All right, so I can't find the exact quote that I had from uh, that I saw on the news the other day, but it was in a, a Kelly's Roast Beef, which is a a like famous landmark restaurant type place around here. Um, there have been war whoops and tomahawk chops and stuff. At Should we give people some Brown background things. on this? Well, yeah, I was going to say because okay. Elizabeth Warren said um, this is this is a. Senate race, U.S. Senate for Massachusetts. Yeah, Scott Brown got Kennedy's seat because the last lady... It wasn't Kennedy's seat. It was the people's seat. Oh, Kennedy had it last. Dick, yeah. Uh, because the woman who I still cannot be bothered to look up, she decided that she didn't need to campaign to oh, win yeah. it, and she fucking lost it. Was that Shannon? No, I thought it began with an A. I don't, I don't know. remember. I, I voted for Wasn't her. she lieutenant governor? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Whatever. It's obsolete now, anyway. Yeah. Um, so Elizabeth Warren um, is a 16th Cherokee or something. Something like that. Um, they're not being... I haven't seen anything specific, so... No, me neither. Um, but she used that on, like, a Harvard Law application uh, or something. It, was it a Harvard Law application? Um, it was somewhere that it was used. Yeah. Um, and if that's what you're told growing up, um, I mean... I don't see what the problem is. Obviously, the school's going to see that and say, okay, and they'll research it or they won't or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Now, this is, this is he's turning it into, Scott Brown's turning it into a race issue um, because she looks like your average, everyday, run-of-the-mill white lady. Um, is that what it is? Is that why he's bringing it up? Is he bringing it up because she's uh, a Better candidate and smarter oh, than exactly. him. Exactly, and run him into the fucking he's ground. He's feeling weak, and he just thinks that he can call her a liar. And it's it's one of these I've seen campaign ads addressing it, where people are coming out and going, "What else would she lie about?" Yeah, yeah. But then there Elizabeth are already Warren's... so many liars in Congress. What else will she be dishonest about? Yeah, but that's, that's like just coming out and having a commercial is just like. We don't know that she's not a member of Al Qaeda. <laughs> Bobby but, Newport. But what if she? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bobby Newport. Bobby. Anyway, um, but then Elizabeth Warren's ads are uh, basically saying Scott Brown doesn't give a shit about you. Yeah, I give a shit about you. <laughs> Actually, her her campaign. It was, it's interesting. Her thing is just like you know he's going to keep fighting me on this. I'm just going to keep fighting for you. Yeah, you know yeah. what I thought was for, yeah. for a while. I thought you know it'd be interesting if it said you know what he keeps fighting you know against my family, but I'm gonna keep fighting for yours and his. Oh, you know, yeah. So. Ellen, Ellen, Ellen brought out a, an interesting <clears throat> point uh, on the news. They they did a little thing where uh, at one of the debates, um, she said something about you know he's a nice, kind person. Like yeah. to him, she's like I harbor no ill will. Um, you're you're a good person and. His response back was, "Well, you're a good woman, also." And Ellen's like, "What the fuck did he have to say, woman?" Yeah. What does gender have to do with it? I'm like, "Oh, it's a very interesting point. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's so he can stay uh, on top of her, <laughs> like maybe like some kind of subconscious put her down kind of thing." Oh, well, you're just a woman. Yeah. Um, so Scott Brown's <clears throat> supporters and people that are working for his campaign have been out 
um, doing like the tomahawk chop, which has which been just makes him look like such an asshole. Well, Why are they? Do- if I were him, he yeah. should come right out and say, "Look, you people, and like publicly say, look, supporters of mine have been seen doing that, have been disciplined, and been spoken to about that. That's that's not what this campaign is about. Yeah. Okay. My only reason for bringing up her her use of her heritage, um." Was that it? It puts into my mind questions about her integrity. Which yeah, the, and and, and that and, not, and be honest he's about not that. that. Eloquent? No, and he's not. He and that, that's a problem. Just come right out and come, just come right out and say, look, you know what? It makes me question her integrity, and but, I'd like to bring it up to you because I want everybody to be informed. So. Now let's get back to the issues. But here's what. Well, he's not focusing on the issues. No, none of them are. Here's what he's. Well, Elizabeth Warren actually is. She's trying to stay on point. I'll give her that. She's yeah. No, she's well, doing she a better is. job than other people. He said um, that he hadn't seen the video, but the apologies that need to be made and the offensiveness here is the fact that Professor Warren took advantage of a claim to be somebody, being a Native American, that she used for an advantage, a tactical advantage. So let me rephrase that. I'm okay with racism as long as I benefit from it. Yeah, exactly. So... Let's just do a Can't, quick. I mean, but who isn't really? I mean, <laughs> here we go. Um, it just doesn't help me. Does let it? me read a couple of these uh, just from Google search of Scott Brown apology because he should apologize for his campaign people. Definitely. Right? We have um, news for Scott Brown apology. Cherokee Nation chief demands apology from Scott Brown campaign. Cherokee Nation demands Scott Brown apologize for quote downright downright racist taunts. Cherokee Nation demands Scott Brown apologize. Cherokee Nation. Scott Brown cracks down on Tomahawk. Um, oh, hold on. The whole campaign this, this has done might a be total that I'm looking for. hatchet job on this whole oh, issue. Oh, really? <laughs> Look, they just need to uh, this, this pass might be around the... the peace pipe and get back to work. Senator Brown has spoken to his entire staff, including the individuals involved in this unacceptable behavior, and issued them their one and only warning that this type of conduct will not be tolerated. Let me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If something is not going to be tolerated, right? If you're at a job, right, and they say, the one thing I do not tolerate is stealing money, and you steal money... And then they bring you in the office and they say, I told you the one thing I don't tolerate is stealing money. So if you do it again, you're fired. No, I would just that's kind of like, fucked up. Well, I would be like, I told you not to do this shit. You're done. No, no. But like if somebody said that well, to yeah. you, because what he's saying was that this is unacceptable behavior. And the next time they do it, they'll be in trouble. Yeah. So racism is okay <laughs> as long as I it's benefit from it. rule. Ah. Uh, as we enter the final stretch of the campaign, emotions are running high. Bullshit. And while Senator Brown can't control everyone, he is encouraging both sides to act with respect. Fuck him. Both sides? Yeah. What do you see? A bunch of people running around yelling American Idol and shit because his daughter sang on the show or whatever? No, did she? Yeah, I think she did. Um, and good for her. Um Earlier Wednesday, Cherokee Nation Principal Chief Bill John Baker issued a statement calling the staffer's behavior downright racist and asking the messages of Republican for an apology. Uh, Brown aides, including two of his congressional staffers, were caught on tape making the motions and whoops. 
during a rally for Brown's re-election last week, and they were mocking Warren, who has battled allegations she used a false claim of Native American heritage to advance her academic career. Warren leads Brown in a most recent poll. So he's losing, so he's getting desperate. Right. And I'm sorry, there uh, was it the um, the Atlanta Braves uh, had the tomahawk chop yep. for a while, yeah, and, and people said, hey, dude, can you cut the shit? And they did, yeah. because it's, you know... It's it's not a a fair stereotype. Because let's be honest, there are fair stereotypes out there. There are stereotypes that are beneficial to uh, certain races, and there are ones that aren't beneficial. Like white guys and huge cocks? Oh, no, that's just me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> uh, I, guess, I guess not beneficial, but some stereotypes types are true and some aren't. Right? True. So I'm not getting into any of the racism that I just hinted at. So um, you want to read this? We'll do voicemail and uh, feedback, and um, we'll end the show because it's, like, super late. And I'm trying to figure out next week how we're going to do a show because I'm opening every day, like, through Sunday. So it's going to be a little tricky. All right. figure it out after. We will. All right. Next week. (laughs) Let me get my reading voice on. All right. All right. I was hoping you'd sound like a Muppet when you came back from from your reading voice then. (laughs) (laughs) Romney and the economy. No. (laughs) Romney and the economy. Yeah. Uh, This is from James the Dork. While I agree that you would think on the surface that Romney's best plan of attack would have been hammering Obama on the economy, there's just one problem. Republicans haven't done anything to fix it. True. If Romney ran on an economy-heavy platform and nothing else, everyone would start digging into it and realize that the Republican Congress shares at least half, if not more, of the blame for our current economic situation. So they have to muddy the waters as much as they can by mumbling about Obamacare, gay marriage, um, tax cuts for the rich, and who knows what other bullshit distractions his campaign will throw at us to try to keep people from noticing that he's a puppet candidate and will have and will believe anything the GOP tells him to do. Yeah, the thing is, he's getting conflicting messages. True. That's the biggest problem I see with him. That needs a fucking tool. Yeah. The Are You Studious episode was fine, guys. (laughs) I was just giving you shit. I have mixed feelings on the subject, but for the most part, I say to all the parents out there, life sucks, get a fucking helmet. Yeah. I did homework just about every night when I was in school, starting as far back as I can remember. The thing is that I hardly ever did homework at home. I did it on the bus on the way to school and then finished it in the hallway waiting for class to start. <laughs> Whatever, though. Our nation is doomed to fail because everyone bitches about our education or yeah. any other, really, system. But get all pissy at the idea of spending any money to try and actually improve upon it. I'm so fucking sick of people bitching about everything and then saying they hate having to pay taxes. I bitch about how our tax dollars are spent, but how the fuck do they expect to run a government without money? Yeah, that is a good point. So I got sidetracked. Homework is fine. Leave it the fuck alone. Yeah. Four years. No shit. That means I've been listening to Chris for almost that long since I really didn't get into AYS in the early days. I believe he was the one that wrote in and he's like, I tried to listen to one episode and you basically started by saying, if you live in Texas, you're not going to like this episode. And then he didn't listen to us for like a year. 
Oh, all right. So I did <laughs> actually listen fair. to the very first episode, but I've been down with OTC. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> For what seems like forever. I'm glad you guys have stuck it out. Yeah, I get a lot of that at the clubs. <laughs> uh, the show was, shows that this show has opened my eyes to a lot of bullshit in the world and gotten me more interested in politics and Good. just what's going on in the world in general. Cool. Sure, you go on rants and sure, I don't always feel like jumping on the soapbox with you, but you guys make me think about what's going on around me. You're both smart, you're funny, and you make my long days in the not literally salt mines more bearable is to four more guys and dear god i fucking hope our impressions on romney's chances are right if not i'll meet y'all in canada james the dork p.s <laughs> chris did you ever watch all of newsroom the season finale was fan-fucking-tastic with a closing monologue that is almost as good as the cold open from the pilot i'd love to hear you tag that on the end of an episode all right, James. Yes, I did. And uh, actually, when I finished the last episode of Newsroom, I went on to Amazon and pre-ordered the uh, the first season. Oh, did you really? Yeah, it's that good. Eh? Yeah, I've got to watch it. I've got it recorded. I just ah, haven't. Had the a thing chance. is, like, it takes place in in a certain time frame, and it and it's all the stuff that happened then. So it's like a, there's there's a, a snap of like Palin. The blowout at the uh, at the oil rig, that kind of stuff going on. But yeah. then there's the extra drama of what's actually happening with the, the characters, yeah. and and it's it's very interesting. And it's only like nine episodes, I think, for the yeah. first season. You know what I watched? Uh, um, Portlandia. Did you ever see any I, of that? I watched like two episodes today. I think I've seen really. Six you watched today? Yeah. I watched about four episodes today. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that is weird. My son fell asleep today. Uh, the baby fell asleep, like just sort of leaning up against my arm, and there was nowhere uh, for me to go, and yeah. I couldn't reach the the, the cable remote. So all right. I had w- was the um, was the TV remote where I could change the input, oh, okay. and I had my phone with the Apple remote <laughs> remote on it. So I was just like, "All right, I've heard this is pretty good." It was in my instant queue. Yeah. You know what? I started watching for a little bit, huh. but I wanted to wait for Cole to see it. Sky Captain and oh yeah, Saving the World or that's, whatever the fuck the name of that for, movie is. That's good for like the beginning, like thirty minutes, and then the end. Yeah, at the middle's kind of eh. yeah. So it's a, it just it's just a a great sort of study, and wow, you can really do a lot with. Green yeah. screen. Oh, it's it's a beautiful looking movie. Yeah, it looks yeah. great. It's got this really cool film noir look about it, and it's got Angelina Jolie as Nick Fury. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Complete with helicarrier. Yeah. So, so, what episodes of Portlandia did you watch? I watched. Um, it's going to be really weird if we watch the exact same ones. I watched today. the first probably four or five of them actually. Okay. Uh, I don't. They all kind of. The one with Steve Buscemi uses the bathroom. That's, I think, the first episode. Okay. Um, Kyle McLaughlin shows up a bunch of times. As the mayor. As the mayor. Where they have to write the theme song? Yeah, they do. Yeah, that's the one I watched. I watched that. That's pretty funny. Um, There's some some really funny, like. I I don't know how they don't get hate mail kind of stuff on that that show. It's interesting because it's. You can tell that it's sort of a love letter to the city, but yeah. it's a smack in the face to oh, it is. It's people a in the city. Compliment. And what's great, yeah. it's because because those some of those people are everywhere. Those yes. douchey hipsterish assholes. Okay, like the, this is, the, the bookstore where uh, Aubrey Plaza comes yeah. in, and she's like, "I need these books. I need vagina, yeah. a, a oh, vagina, and owner's manual." Yeah, that'll take us a year to order. Yeah. Oh, that's not out yet because it hasn't been written. It's just, 
you know. I don't want the, the best selling authors. We want the the least, the least selling the authors. Least selling it's like, author. and we yeah, I've been in stores. Yeah, like exactly, that. and that's what makes it really kind of funny. And and it's it's really interesting to see people that 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 fashion their business around one specific clientele. Yeah, when the smart thing to do is to appeal to a majority of people. Mm-hmm. You know, the opposite of what we do with this show. Right. Appeal um, to everyone <laughs> instead of what we do. Yeah, it's a it's a funny show. The I bike messenger good. stuff. Oh, it's yeah. Over. Oh, yeah. It's oh, over. It's so over. So over. That's really weird that we watched the exact same thing today. That's really weird. Huh. Hmm. I think the last one I watched was when the, the mayor was kidnapped and he was in the reggae band. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, he wasn't kidnapped. He just yeah. decided to disappear for a while. Yeah. It was great. It's like they were asking all these really specific reggae questions at yep. the press conference. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I watched uh, I watched a couple movies for Outside the Cinema. I watched... I, wa- I uh, We're doing a 70s horror movie, so I picked one. Bill picked one. I yeah. picked um, To the Devil a Daughter with Christopher Lee and... Um, a bunch of other people that that you would recognize that I can't remember the names, and uh, Bill chose uh, the hills. The hills have eyes, like just as a kind of a really? general, um, you know, like like accessible for everybody that listens. And for some reason, I, I have it backwards in my head because that movie is interchangeable, not not meaningly, but like in a, on a subconscious level, it's interchangeable with last house on the left for some reason Really, in my head. Wow. Even I know that they're different. I know. And I watched <laughs> three quarters of last house on the left and I'm like, I swear to God, we've covered this already <laughs> on the show. Why? And then it's over. And, I, and I, cause I, I'm like, fuck it. I'll finish it. And then I look at his text, you know, an hour and a half later. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, it was something else. All right. And then I watched Michael Mann's, uh, the keep from the eighties. Right. Because uh, we're doing, they're going to do that the week after, and I'm trying to get ahead on stuff since we'll be doing Rock and Shock. Did you ever see um, Michael Mann's? Uh, what is it? Collateral? No, I haven't. With Tom Cruise and I, I have Fox. to say that's a great movie. Even even if Mann's movies aren't good, they are fucking beautiful. To I got to tell you though, Collateral. Yeah, you'll actually look at Tom Cruise and go. Wow, nice job. Well, I can appreciate people in roles. Yeah. But as a person, nah, not really. Yeah. But like even there was a, there was a shot I think towards the beginning of Miami Vice and I was walking through the booth and it's the only time it ever happened that the way it was lit and the way the shot was composed, I stopped and I'm like, "Holy fuck, that looks good." It was like storm clouds coming in overhead, but you had that light, you know yeah. the light you get where it's like Right, the sky's still half bright, and they were lit really well. But the the exposure in the background it was it was a fantastic looking shot on the screen, and in the keep, Michael Mann sets up these beautiful, like huge, enormous, wide shots. Yeah. The whole movie starts with this like like pan down, and it the pan lasts forever, and it doesn't look like there's a cut in it. And it starts with the sky, and it pans down through the mountains, and it's like zoomed in really far, and it keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. It's like how the fuck tall is? Yeah. And then it gets on the Nazi trucks, and it's really interesting. So I have a lot of respect for the guy, is just 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 for his eye, not um, not even like the movies he makes. At the theater tonight, we're waiting for food, and I saw Tom. Yeah. And uh, he said, "You know what you got to see?" Like what? He goes, "You got to think I'm crazy, but Pitch Perfect." I'm like. Now what is that? Really, it's like a teenager's singing movie. 
Oh he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, with, like Anna Kendricks is in it, right? The Anna girl said, from uh, the the sister roommate from um, Bridesmaids. I don't know anybody else is in it. Okay. Oh yeah, her. Yeah, but um, I said, yeah, really. I said because it it's like part of it. Like when I saw one of the posters, it had sort of a stick it feel to it. You okay, know? all right. He goes, he goes, yeah, but he said that it was good. I'm like, huh. really. Interesting. So that's very surprising. I um, it seems like such a throwaway. Like, wow, yeah. Anna Kendrick. What? Who'd like? She who, needed. She needed. You know, three hundred thousand dollars. You know, she's like, oh, I wanted to buy a car. Um, last night, uh, Ellen took the girls up. Glee was on, right? Yeah. So I didn't. I, I'm like, okay, we got Parks and Rec and uh, The Office, and there was something else. Oh, Big Bang was last night too, and uh, so I'm watching a little bit of Glee, waiting. And um, the Britney character sang a whole song. I can't remember. Whole, the band Whole. And it was about student elections. And I just, I, I couldn't be less interested. It was all glee people that were running for election. There was no one. That makes no fucking outside sense. Outside of. I don't. I don't know. I I stopped watching last season. I just watched a little bit of it this time, and the songs just couldn't even get me back in. I don't know. What's it? Well, uh, also, it probably didn't help that Kurt is working with uh, Horseface, a bad horse. What's her name? What? Um, Sarah Jessica. Yes. Parker. Oh, really? She's on that show now. Yeah, in like some design. Ugh. magazine or actual Oh, wait, because they're in New York now or yeah. something, aren't they? Yeah. I did watch Dr. Horrible all over again. That's pretty awesome. a couple of the songs popped up on uh, Pandora yeah. with one of the channels I had. And I'm like, you know, really? that was... Yeah, what did I put? I put in somebody that sang. Oh, Tim Minchin. I had put him in as a channel. And I get all kinds of like Flight of the Concords and stuff oh, like okay. that. So I get a song and then stand up in a song. So it's kind of... Oh, that's fun. I kind of vaudevilled my... Yeah. Uh, have you <laughs> my listened Pandora. to Dennis Miller? No, I, I, do, I have not been Dennis able to bring Miller myself thing. to do it. I'm going to um, just see if we can get one of his rants. But Dr. Horrible was... I don't I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, not right now. But <laughs> okay. Not for the show. Um, I resisted Dr. Horrible for so long because of the way everybody was all over it. And then like like two years ago, I think I watched it. And it was it was pretty good. It's really you good. Know, enough so that, like, uh, as I was getting, uh, opening up the booth and getting things ready to go, I just had it playing on the speakers kind of loud, so it was nice. That was kind of fun. I enjoyed that. So, yeah, the girls want to see Hotel Transylvania. I need to go see Dread. I got to figure out a time to see that. The tough part uh, with this week is on Thursday, I have. Um, <coughs> We have a special show for some dude named David Mugar. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's so for tagged people, some building in Boston. He's got his name all over it. Yeah, yeah. So we yeah. got to figure out a time to record next week. And there's some kind of Mugar Omni Theater at the Museum of Science. Yeah. There. Also, uh, presentation quality is questionable, but whatever. I doubt that. <laughs> actually, actually, what our text told us uh, told us that is that. Um, the booth's in fantastic shape. Cool. And since I've been there, it's been getting better and better. Nice. So that's nice to hear. Yeah. Uh, this David Mugar also, um, you know that building up on the hill there, Avnet? Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, Analogic, <laughs> which if you read it wrong is terrible. Um, that's his company. Uh, he yeah. created that or, or had a, a very large hand in that. 
So yeah, the guy whose name is on my movie theater is coming for a special show of a print that we don't even have in the building yet. Good. Fantastic. No pressure. Not at all. Not at all. I'm going to tuck my shirt in that day. <laughs> so, but I'm not I'm not worried because I know I'm going to run the thing like 3 times before yeah. we show it. It'll be all set. That'll my be boss perfect, will be yeah. he'll he might be a little jittery because he has to actually deal with him. Um, and I'll just like run stuff and I make sure that, uh, stay out of the way, wash your hands every 10 minutes. Exactly. Um, no tissue boxes on the feet though. That's a no, no. I found that out the hard way. Um, but like we've been cleaning stuff up because just in case he walks around the area with his name on it, you know, we'll get the, the, we have Unico come in and mop and do the windows. Things to be in rough shape. If he walks around your area. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like anybody (laughs) around my area. (laughs) All right. <laughs> so yeah, next next week suggestive stuff. Next week could be a very short show, uh, shorter than this one, depending on um, how things go. So we'll see. Um, All right. Is it? Yeah, I guess it's time for this. It is. Oh man, not another election. Why do we have to choose our leaders? Isn't that what we have the Supreme Court for? <laughs> if you're gonna vote, we'll need some photo ID. But I lived here all my life. Stopping all Americans from voting is for the protection of all Americans. But I'm a 40-year-old white guy who didn't go to college and gets all his news from monitors at gas stations. In you go. <laughs> Barack Obama? I don't know. I already got one wife telling me to eat healthy. Plus, he promised me death panels and Grandpa's still alive. Mitt Romney? I hear he wears magic underpants. I expect the leader of the free world to go commando. Plus, his horse totally choked at the Olympics. On the other hand, he did invent Obamacare. Thank you for voting for Mitt Romney. You may now see his tax returns. Wow, medical deduction for personality implant. He's got six wives, all named Anne. The government (laughs) paid him taxes for five years. I've got to tell the press. You are now being outsourced. Oh, I hate being sucked into tubes. Even worse than being outsourced to a factory in China when you vote for Romney is what happens when you vote for Chris and Frank. You better wear a metal chastity belt because I am going to sever your balls in the middle of the night. (laughs) 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 Last rites with Reverend Scott. I have a feeling this isn't going to be good. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Hey there, Chris and Frank. This is Reverend Scott. That's a lie. Oh, come on. You have to know my <laughs> voice by now. I feel like you always value my opinion and suggestions as well. I don't know if I have. I, I don't, I don't I, think you have. Well, regardless, I have a few for you this week, considering the election is drawing even closer, and I know you guys really want to win this time around. Plus, just think what life would have been like when you were younger if you had known all the things I've taught you on Last Rites. If I knew then what I know now, right. oh man, yeah. I'd have gotten so much more pussy. And known what to do with it. Exactly. <laughs> See, that's my point, guys. So, first, maybe start by watching your language a bit more. What the fuck? 
I'm serious. <laughs> you seem to have lost any kind of language filter. And some voters are just too conservative for that. Cunt. Damn it, Frank. <laughs> you can't get away with saying cunt. I can get away with saying cunt. You can't either, Chris. <laughs> there has to be a better way of getting your feelings across than saying the word cunt. I really like it. And that's fine. Just keep it away from the voting public's ears, guys. Secondly, I think you should spend more time with your voting public. You're getting too cocky after Mitt Romney said any variety of stupid things recently, and you're losing touch. Like, literally. I don't have to go shake hands. I got this in the bag. The only thing <laughs> you have in the bag is your balls. And since you're married, that's wow. even questionable. Oh. But I guess I can't talk. I'm married, too. Good. It's about fucking time you'd get a taste of your own medicine. <laughs> Third, I think you guys should stop threatening the hardworking people of this country just because they might not vote for you. They will lose their jobs if they vote for the wrong person. <laughs> What makes you think you can say that? Because I'm bigger than you. <laughs> Says his cock. You're welcome, Scott. Regardless, you can't lie. And you can't be so wishy-washy either. If you're an atheist, stick with that. You can't stray from it once you've committed to it by saying things like, Part of our corporate commitment is to be responsible stewards of all that God has entrusted to us. <laughs> and last but not least, I think you should pay more attention to what's going on around you, especially Frank. Just once, I'd like to hear one of Frank's speeches end with something other than, Oh, look, something shiny. I'm probably going to have to take your keys away, Frank. Don't even think about it. Fine, but if you don't follow my suggestions, don't come crying to me when you lose this election in November. Okay, guys? Okay. Well, that's about all I have this week. Okay. So have a great rest of the show, and peace and love, guys. Are you serious? <laughs> Confounding in every sense of the word. Filled with hatred and vitriol. Are you serious? <laughs> Willfully ignorant of the facts. Just trying to lie. Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, so funny as I see like the progress of uh, this thing. There's that little like that that amount of time after he says peace and love. Yeah. There's still stuff coming. It's like, oh, what yep. is it gonna be? Yep. Uh, funny dude. I think it's uh, I think it's hilarious that we uh <laughs> We manufactured him completely from from our imaginations. Yeah. So one more thing real quick that I forgot before we did Reverend Scott's thing. And thank you, Scott. Uh, you will lose the election. Yeah. You're um, so there's a new, there's a new um, movement, I guess, uh, with, with Jesus and the, the phrasing that no one vetted. Anywhere at all is Jesus, he came for you. <laughs> Which is going to prompt the t-shirts, not in the hair, again, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus ruined my left eye. <laughs> yeah. So I got an email from Monica Cole, director of OneMillionMoms.com, because I just cannot bring myself to unsubscribe. She's a... More. And it says the truth on the Chick-fil-A <laughs> issue. Oh, the truth. Finally, the truth from Super Million Cunt, whatever her name is. Chick-fil-A did not cave to homosexual activists because we were all gay, apparently, when we were against. <laughs> Last week, it was falsely reported that Chick-fil-A had caved to gay activists. This rumor quickly spread across the Internet, fueled by homosexuals. I believe the word is gay activists or gay activists. 
Well, if they were gactivists, that would have something to do with a Nickelodeon TV show, I think. Um, How it to do with Jesus coming for you? Fueled by <laughs> fueled by homosexuals who were attempting to create division and hatred toward the company. The truth is, Chick Fil A has not changed. Yeah, no shit. No because kidding. there was a moment there where it's like, oh, Chick Fil A isn't going to support anything, and then the dudes on a motorcycle like <laughs> benefiting one of the giant contributors to. Traditional marriage. Uh, you can read Chick-fil-A statements on our website here. Just last Friday, Chick-fil-A president Dan Cathy said, there continues to be erroneous implications in the media that Chick-fil-A changed our practices and priorities in order to obtain permission for a new restaurant in Chicago. That is incorrect. Chick-fil-A made no such concessions, and we remain true to who we are and who we have been. Because fuck it, we're not changing shit for nobody. We're going to live in the dark ages with the hat firmly pulled down over our eyes and our heads jammed directly up our asses, which, by the way, is what we don't want gay people to be doing. So I don't know why we would do that in the first place. Clearly, he did not know the microphone was still on at the time he made that statement. Yeah, he talks a lot. It's really stupid. Very candid. And you guys can figure out where the real quote ended. Um, One million moms is on the front line to the culture war. Really, it's a culture war? Really? It's not a civil rights issue? Can't we just have like a culture club war? But yeah, but then... That would have, be hilarious. You'd have one side asking, do you really want to hurt me? And The other one's know. going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's, all, it's all very apathetic. Yeah, Whatever. well, who cares? <laughs> uh, and, then they, and then they ask for money. All right, well, fuck them. I think the I whole think Jesus came for you, or yeah. Jesus comes for you, or... Merry Christmas, Jesus, he came for you. <laughs> Not uh, the present I want maybe, from Jesus. Maybe that's actually a, um, maybe that's a Christmas card from the um, the gardener, Jesus, <laughs> that you're fooling around with. Then it would be, Jesus, he came in your pool. <laughs> that's what that would be. That's yucky. Uh Anyway, so I'm gonna try and get uh, I'm gonna get the day off. Well, I'll have the night off actually for um, the election. I'm gonna have to take the next day off because this time I want to stay up and get the results from uh, from California and see. Although, if this electoral map, see, I'm bookending the whole yeah, episode no, pretty good. Nice. If this electoral map from the beginning <clears throat> is accurate, then. Um, I really have a feeling that by... That we'll know by, by, you know... 10 o'clock. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, because it's mostly East Coast stuff, so... Yeah, so by 10 yeah. o'clock, we should... Everything else, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Florida... Yeah. Those are the those are the huge, big states that matter. Yeah, they're the ones um, who need to vote. It's... it's I, I can't see how he's going to lose, unless we all fucking stay home. Get the fuck out and vote. Yeah. Just go vote. Yeah. They have cookies usually or something. It's, or is that when you give blood? That's Whatever. when you give it's blood. Thing. But yeah. All right, folks. Um oh, there was something else that I wanted to Oh, I have two Simpsons figures on my desk here. Mm-hmm. I realized I noticed one. There's I, um I, Stephen Hawking. I just found my the Stephen Hawking one cuz um we're we're cleaning out uh a couple of rooms upstairs and um that we just had stuff stored. Yeah. I there was a closet that we had stuff stored in from when we moved in and you know we didn't need it so it was just like all uh portfolios and stuff like that and what was really bugging me is that i have all these figures in the room star wars figures and i was missing a few yeah and i'm like fuck it i'm gonna find them did you find i found them yeah okay but that means i 
Um, it's that rocket firing R five D four. So it's a piece of shit, yeah. stupid figure. And then um, there's a couple of guys up top there. Uh, Chewbacca from Shadows of the Empire, disguised as Snuva. Basically, it's it's Chewbacca with a flat top, and um, <laughs> then three three glasses on him. He's he's got a, a, a wow. cyborg eyepiece. It's, it's they're really stupid figures. But the thing is, like. They Where's weren't the in the Simpsons room. One? The other Simpsons one is right here. I have two Simpsons figures. Both of them oh, are fucking okay. scientists. It's Professor Frank and Stephen Hawking. <sighs> oh, and today um, I have the Rancor. Uh, one of my Rancors fell and a piece of his tail broke off, so I was gluing his tail back on. And Ripley, who is learning new words and using them every day, came yeah. in the room, looked at the Rancor and said, What the fuck, Dad? No, she said, Hey, can I see that fellow there? <laughs> well, yes, and thank you for bringing me back to 1925. Yeah, you can see that fellow. This fellow here fell. And and so I'm like, do you want to see in the movie what, because I'm like, he's as tall as a house. And yeah. I'm like, he attacks Luke and everything. So we watched that, the scene from uh, Jedi. And um, then we skip ahead to the um, the um, Sarlacc pit. Yeah. And, um, that she's, vagina in she's the watching, sand. And um, she sees Lando and she, she says, is that fella going to get eaten? <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, that is awesome that you're using the word fella. That's just that's really funny to me. And she knows <coughs> at this point, she knows she's funny. <laughs> and I'm going to start oh, using that word. Oh, I'm going to so start funny. using that word from now on. Oh, that's funny. Hey, did you see that fella in the news? <laughs> Oh, one other thing, real quick. Um, I see a lot of people online and in the news, um, like Chris Matthews or uh, Rush Limbaugh or people like that that will create insulting nicknames for uh, the people they don't like, right? Like Romney has a whole bunch. People call him Mittens and all that shit. Yeah. Um, I I just I want to say here on the show that. I don't do that, and I've really tried to move away personally from calling people, like making fun of their name, creating little nicknames for them. Yeah, I'll call you a fucking douchebag if you're a douchebag. Yeah. But I think it cheapens the argument if you create, like use the word feminazi, like like Limbaugh does or something. Um, if, if you... if you, I think it, it hurts down. the word Nazi. Well, yeah, definitely. I like that word to have its original power. <laughs> well, ever since Indiana Jones, it really hasn't really hasn't happened. <sighs> so, anyway. uh, all right, I think that's it. I right? think so, folks. Have a great weekend. Yeah, um, and hopefully, we'll be able to put a show out next week. Cool. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
Are you still there? I'm what the leaders of the Tea Party would call a rhino. Republican in name only. And that's ironic, because that's exactly what I think about the leaders of the Tea Party. Because the most conservative Republicans today aren't Republicans. Republicans believe in a prohibitive military. We believe in a common sense government. And that there are social programs enacted in the last half century that work. But there are way too many costing way too much that don't. And we believe in the rule of law and order and free market capitalism. The Tea Party believes in loving America, but hating Americans. Tea Party Congressman Alan West of Florida. I must confess, when I see anyone with an Obama bumper sticker, I recognize them as a threat to the gene pool. They believe in loving America, but hating its government. Conservative activist Grover Norquist. I don't want to abolish government. I simply want to reduce it to the size where I could drag it into the bathroom and drown it in the bathtub. And they believe that anyone who disagrees with the Tea Party has sinister anti-American motives. The objective of the liberals is to destroy this country. The objective of the liberals is to make America mediocre. Most of all, you must never, under any circumstance, seek to reach a compromise with your opponent or do any of what Democrats and genuine Republicans both call governing. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Our top political priority over the next two years should be to deny President Obama a second term. And one other plank in the Tea Party platform. If you're poor, it means you're either too lazy or too stupid to be rich. Here's Andre Bauer, Tea Party leader and lieutenant governor of South Carolina. My grandmother was not a highly educated woman, but she told me as a small child to quit feeding stray animals. You know why? Because they breed. It's almost hard to believe Republicans can't get Dorothy Cooper to vote. During Tea Party rallies and campaign speeches, we've been told that America was founded as a Christian nation, and that if the founding fathers were here today, they'd tell us so. Here's John Adams in the Treaty of Tripoli. As the government of the United States is not, in any sense, founded on the Christian religion. And here's Thomas Jefferson. That our civil rights have no dependence on our religious opinions. And here's the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. What's more frightening than the perversion of our great history is that sensible, smart, strong Republicans, the very men and women who should be standing up to radical fundamentalism, are so frightened of losing primary battles to religious zealots that they've thrown in the towel on sanity. So we get this. Yes, that the, that the Constitution established the United States of America as a Christian nation. It's ironic because the biggest enemy of the phony Republican isn't Nancy Pelosi or Harry Reid or Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama. It's this man. He said, heal the sick, feed the hungry, care for the weakest among us, and always pray in private. Ideological purity, compromise is weakness, a fundamentalist belief in scriptural literalism. Denying science, unmoved by facts, undeterred by new information, a hostile fear of progress, a demonization of education, a need to control women's bodies, severe xenophobia, tribal mentality, intolerance of dissent, and a pathological hatred of the U.S. government. They can call themselves the Tea Party, they can call themselves conservatives, and they can even call themselves Republicans, though Republicans certainly shouldn't. But we should call them what they are, the American Taliban. And the American Taliban cannot survive if Dorothy Cooper is allowed to vote. Terry Smith is coming up next with the Capitol Report. This is Newsnight. I'm Will McAvoy. Good night. We're clear.
That's all you get, jerks!